Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. When it comes to being productive and getting work done, do you like to set deadlines? Or are you more the kind of person that just goes with the flow? I have a kid who seems to be allergic to the calendar and philosophically opposed to setting times for when to do things. He explains that putting things on the calendar doesn't work, and he responds better if he just does things on his own internal calendar. Which of course makes me really nervous. I mean, if things aren't written down on the calendar, will anything ever get done? I tend to write everything down, from what to buy at the grocery store, to how many socks to pack on a trip, to what books I want to read and Netflix shows I want to see, to when the dog should be given his heartworm medicine. It all gets written down on the calendar or a to-do list with dates and reminders and priority flags and everything. But in all fairness to the kid, I have to confess that most of the items on my to-do list don't actually get done on the schedule I set for myself, if at all, and I still totally procrastinate on things. Which is to say, could the kid be onto something? Could deadlines make us even more prone to procrastinating? And is it possible that his seemingly loosey-goosey approach is actually more effective and less self-delusional? In a 2021 study, researchers mailed out short surveys on charitable giving to almost 1,100 registered voters in New Zealand. They were told that it would take about five minutes to complete, and that if they did, $10 would be donated to their choice of charities, either World Vision or the Salvation Army. About a third were told that they would have one week to complete the survey, while another third were told that they had one month, and the final third were given no deadline at all. So which group had the highest response rate? Well, as is usually the case with these sorts of things, response rates in general weren't awesome. But wouldn't you know it, the no deadline group had the highest response rate of over 8%. Next highest was the one week group at around 6.5%, and the one month group had the lowest response rate at about 5.5%. The researchers surmised that the longer deadline could have implied that the task is not so urgent, implicitly giving participants permission to put the task off until later, and that at some point, even if participants had every intention of completing the survey, the long delay may have led many to forget. Meanwhile, the shorter deadline implies more urgency, 
and the lack of a deadline could very well have implied an even greater sense of urgency because of its ambiguity. Of course, it's important to note that this study looked at a task that benefits others, which is very different from a situation where we are the ones who lose out if we fail to take action. And sure enough, there's a 1992 study where researchers offered participants $5 for themselves and not a charity in exchange for completing a lengthy questionnaire. In this case, they found that no deadlines led to the lowest response rates of 25%, while the shortest deadline of five days led to the best response rates at 60%, and a three-week deadline was somewhere in between at 42%. So yeah, the evidence may not be conclusive, but I'm not sold on no deadlines as an anti-procrastination strategy for tasks that involve personal gain like homework or practicing. But what about this short versus long deadline thing? When it comes to getting things done, could it be that short deadlines are better than long deadlines? Previous research suggests that we generally prefer longer deadlines, if given a choice. However, the downside with longer deadlines is that when we have more time to complete a task, there can be a tendency for our brain to automatically assume that this means the task must be more difficult and build it up in our heads as being a bigger deal than it really is which in turn could potentially lead us to indulge our inner procrastination monkey and put the task off until later. For instance, in a 2016 study, participants were asked to complete a short three-question survey about saving for retirement. Half of the participants were given seven days to complete the survey, while the other half were given 14 days. The researchers were not only curious to see if the 14-day group would procrastinate more, but also wondered if participants would treat the task like a bigger deal than it needed to be and devote more time and energy to it than the seven-day group. And did they? Indeed they did. The long deadline group spent almost twice as much time answering each question than the short deadline group did, about 437 seconds versus 235 seconds. They also wrote significantly longer responses to each of the questions. And it's not because the long deadline group believed that the survey was more important. There's no difference between the groups and how important they thought it was to complete the survey. Yet the long deadline group did seem to interpret the task as requiring more work than the short deadline group did. And accordingly, the long deadline group procrastinated longer on doing the task than the short deadline group did. They waited nearly 39 hours before starting the survey, compared to just 21 hours for the short deadline group. In addition, it probably won't surprise you that out of the 236 people who initially volunteered for the study, those in the long deadline group were less likely to follow through and complete the survey than the short deadline group. Admittedly, there are some goals that do have long deadlines, like saving for retirement or preparing for a recital, audition, or big international competition. But maybe this is where setting tiny, specific, bite-sized mini-deadlines can help us ensure that we're not setting ourselves up to feel overwhelmed and spend more time on a task than is necessary. Which also reminds me of that famous Leonard Bernstein quote, to achieve great things, two things are needed, a plan and not quite enough time. That quote always struck me as intriguing, but I don't know that I ever really got it. But in light of the studies we looked at today, I think this is starting to make a lot more sense. You can find links to this week's study and other resources at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 